Hello and welcome to the Stockholmer. I'm Maddie Savage and I'm excited to let you know we are extending season three. This is one of six fresh episodes you'll be able to download over the next six weeks between now and Christmas 2017. But as with all our shows, the idea is you can listen anywhere, anytime. Let's meet our latest guest from Stockholm Startup Scene. try to remove all of these narrow stereotypical images and really bring out the fun, the fun and the creative parts of coding. That is Sandra Hinskog, co-founder of Shea Corda, which runs coding camps for women in cities including Stockholm, Berlin and Barcelona, and also Technigo, a pop-up tech school based in the Swedish capital for both men and women. Sandra was listed among Sweden's most inspiring 100 female role models by one of the nation's biggest newspapers earlier this year, Expressen, and also by Elle Sweden as among the most powerful women in tech. In this episode, she shares her passion for programming and why she thinks more of us should give it a go. The Stockholmer. So Sandra, we're in your office on Longholmen Island, a gorgeous spot surrounded by forest, which at the moment is burst into yellow and orange for the autumn as we record this podcast. And this place just a short cycle from Stockholm city centre. So it was a lovely journey for me to get here. Uh, not the kind of environment that you'd normally associate necessarily with tech, though. We kind of think of shiny corporate offices or dingy basements. Why did you pick this location? Um, we picked this location exactly for that reason because <laughs> we wanted to have an environment that was inspiring uh, to us but also to our students that will come here um, and if you look just to right here you can see that we have a lot of tech companies sitting actually in this place for people just catching this podcast that um, are not in the tech world just can you give us a summary of what exactly coding is um, so coding is uh, a thing you do you create uh, a website or like an app uh, or something uh, with code like a program like a language uh, so there's different type of languages uh, like one can be front-end and that is what you see you visually see uh, when you go into a web page and then uh, you can do like back-end coding which is more about the logic and databases so if you want to like store information or grabbing information from different sites, uh, then you use back-end coding. Give us a summary then of the kinds of courses that you offer. You offer courses, Shea Coder courses, which are um, more short-term um, classes, and then courses for men and women that go on for a bit longer. Yes, uh, so we do like Shea Coder, that's uh, for like a weekend or a week, uh, where we try to like lower the, th- the thresholds, like really uh, get women who uh, didn't really think that coding was for them uh, to make them try out. And then we do uh, more longer education, like we have a 12-week program uh, called Technical Bootcamp, where you actually become a web developer. Um, so to go from not knowing anything about the web to being a web developer, is that how quickly could that happen? Um, I think it can happen on 12 weeks <laughs> if you really, if you really uh, try. Um, we, ha- we have seen a lot of these programs pop up. They're really popular in the US. Uh, and I think like, we are one of the first here in Stockholm. 
Sweden to have on. Mm. And some developers, though, who have gone the more traditional route, been to these big universities, done their masters, I mean, some of them have been more openly critical about whether people can really get up to Mm. speed in just 12 weeks. What would your response be to them? Of course, uh, I don't think that after 12 weeks you will be able to do more advanced coding, like building checkouts or like doing more um, security uh, stuff. Uh, but if you just want someone to build like a simple web page or like a simple web app, that is possible. But how recognised will these courses be? I mean, when it comes to coding, is it the case that you just know how to do it and it doesn't really matter where you learnt? Whereas for a lot of courses, it's about going to this university or that university or knowing this person. I think like the tech industry is different that way because uh, we are so short on web developers. Like every company is really like digging, every turning every rock, trying to find new developers. Uh, so it's not that important to like which school you have gone to or what type of diploma you have. So what kind of people are turning up for your courses, particularly these share coder ones, which are aimed at, at beginner women? Uh, we see people from a lot of different backgrounds. They are maybe project managers, like communication, uh, designers. Um, I would say that they come from many different fields, but they somehow are connected with tech or like digital somehow. And feel that, okay, knowing a bit more about programming can really help me be better at my job. And you launched ShareCoder along with your co-founder after working side-by-side at Spotify while working uh, for, for an agency and kind of having some of those those issues yourselves, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I worked as a UX designer. Uh, Hannah, uh, who launched this with me, worked as a product manager. Uh, and we could really feel those type of like frustrations when you maybe have an, an idea or you, you want to do something particular, but don't really have the skills to, to create it. Uh, you have to like ask someone else, like, oh, please, can you can you change this a little bit, or can you like can we try out this type of new project or something? Mm. What's the best success story? Somebody that's come along to one of your weekends away, all the longer courses, and really transform their lives after after their learnings. Yeah, we have this one girl, uh, Sara Johanna Lindström, who uh, took one of our courses. I think it was two years ago a weekend course and then she came along for a for a longer week course uh, and she loved it so much so she actually took uh, time off work uh, moved to New York and participated in uh, a three like a 12-week boot camp over there and now she works at Paradox as a game developer. Wow so somebody that completely transformed what is the hardest thing that people find when learning to code, especially the beginners? Um, I think that like doing doing code, like web development, uh, is uh, about finding problems and really like problem solving. Uh, and I think like in the beginning, you come come to a problem uh, and you blame yourself. 
and like, no, uh, I don't understand this. Uh, I'm doing something wrong. Uh, but I think like you should feel that it's okay. That's part of the process. And even though you have, even if you have coded for ten years, you still uh, problem solve. That is part of your daily thing. Um, it's part of the. It's part of writing code. Mm. It's different to other languages, though. I mean, say I'm learning Swedish and I don't really know how to say uh, the bus is late, mm-hmm. but I could say I could say it another way: the bus is not on mm-hmm. time, and people would still understand what I'm talking about. Whereas with code, um, it's so specific that if you put something in that's not quite right, then yeah, things it, can go completely wrong. Yeah, it can be like a spelling mistake, or you you have a comma that's not supposed to be there, uh, and you have to remember that computers are stupid. Uh, so you have to be really specific and really write everything super correct. Mm. But once you get over that hurdle, um, I guess it must be quite amazing to, to see this other language translated into into an app or a web page or something. Yeah, and that's why you continue, like you stick to it. Because it's so rewarding seeing like you have created this whole new thing, whether it's a website or it's a service or... Mm. It feels like society is kind of going at two very different paces. You've got people like you guys who are encouraging more and more people to to code and to to get involved. And then there's other people that are getting a little bit left behind. You know, there are sections of society that aren't as engaged in this world. And I'm interested in whether you think it's something that we all need to be engaged with. Are people going to lose out if they don't start understanding the basics now? I believe that you can see that technology is a big part of your daily life uh maybe you use some app to see like when is the bus arriving or i want to book a taxi or uber um so like uh, on a daily basis you are in contact with these type of project and services so i think it's really important like it's a democracy issue that you know how to like how these uh product is being built uh, that you know a bit of it at least. So I presume you're for coding in schools, yeah. um, which a lot of Swedish schools are now doing, but mm. it hasn't really caught on in, in other parts of the world yet. No, and I think that's a shame. Um, kids today, especially like female kids, girls, they have this opinion uh, that programming or tech uh, might not be for them. They don't fit in the stereotypical um, image the, that is out there uh, when we do our courses and when we try to market ourselves uh, we try to remove all of these narrow stereotypical um, images and really bring out the fun the fun and the creative parts of coding that's why it's super important for us to have it like at an inspiring venue what do you think the tech world can gain from having more women in it? It's always good to have like more views and perspectives on, on, on everything. Um, like we're building apps that are being used by uh, everyone, like women, men, <laughs> uh, people at different ages. Um, if it's only one type of person creating those type of products or services, it will not be as good. What are the challenging parts of what you do? You seem very uh, passionate about it, but there must be some some downsides as well. Working for for yourself, like in a in a really small team, uh, 
for most of the days it's only me and Hannah. Uh, of course, you have to like dig in, and uh, uh, one day you will like make furniture, and the next day you like carrying water <laughs> to, the, to all of the classes. Um, but I also believe that that's like I think that's the fun of it. Like you do different stuff every day. How do you see the business growing? Do you want to be global or? Um, we would love to be to be in more cities uh, to reach out bigger um, than we than we can today, of course. But there's no kind of mass vision for you know twenty cities in five years. <laughs> or... uh, we don't run our company like that. Uh, no, we uh, we will we will try. Um, we are in like a trial trial and error state right now. What would you say your business strategies are then? Because it's really refreshing, actually, to, to interview co-founders that are a bit more humble rather than saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to be in 10 markets by, by 2020 and a lot of hype. Since this is our company, like we, we are so passionate about it and it's such a big part of our lives. Uh, we want our company to, to be a good place to work at. Uh, we want our courses to have a like a high level, like high quality, uh, and I think if you scale it up too much, you lose some some magic there. Like you will lose what is us. Like um, I think we're good at creating a real friendly environment. So all of the participants, all of our students, I feel as they are my friends uh, or, or colleagues at least, and. We hope that we can make a difference. Um, that is our our end goal by making courses that stand out from how you typically see development courses today. You've been listening to The Stockholmer, produced by Maddie Savage, with sound assistance from Benoit Derrier and music by Simeon Ghost. This week's guest was Sandra Hinskog. Unlike many podcasts, we don't produce any branded content. No one pays us or any other organisation to be interviewed on the show. Each guest is independently selected by our small team of journalists to showcase the voices we think are disrupting Stockholm's startup and creative scenes. Thank you to all of our listeners for supporting us on this journey so far. Have a great week. Music